0: gladly of my weaknesses like people have told me to stop saying you're addicted to pornography stop saying it was a problem stop like you're a pastor you got to shut up don't say that and i'm like hold on i will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of christ may rest upon me my mess and i'm a mess is my message Right? And, and we all relate to that. I mean, this church has been taught that for 10 years. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You're like, what does what weakness, insult, hardship, part, persecutions, calamities have to do with my choices? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Satan hates you. He's brought things into your life and he's tried to twist you up. You can hide. You can run. But, like we've always said, take whatever you're struggling with, put it out in the middle of the room, and cut the head off of it. Let's be honest about who we are and what we need, right? Paul says in Romans 7, I can't read it because I don't have enough time. Why do I do the things that I do? I don't want to do that. We all have that story. That's all of us, right? Thank you guys for sharing it with us. And I, I, I like, I wanted to hear everybody's story. So whoever didn't get to share, you guys just load it up for next time, right? And and just never get tired of telling your story. And I, um, don't. So, all right. So I was going to preach a message. We're, we're in a series called More Consistency. More and more from First Thessalonians 4, more consistency. And I was going to speak on more consistency in my giving, uh, in my generosity. And, you know, the passage, like you said, that kind of dictates that. And then I got COVID. <laughs> when you have COVID, you have nothing to give. So I don't want to talk about generosity because I'm so tired and and worn down and I don't have anything to give. But here's the thing. When you're sick, and I know you've all been been sick, experienced sickness. Um, I've been this sick for a while. It's been a long time since I laid in bed this much. And you know what? You go back to the basics. Your mind thinks about what really matters and you reflect on What's important to you? Here's what that is. The gospel. The gospel is so important. When you're laying there and you're like, I think I might die, I think I might die. And then you're like, oh crap, I'm not going to (laughs) die. That kind of sickness. The flu, you know, or whatever. It's like, oh, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And then you're like, oh, I'm not going to die. Shoot. I wanted to go home. More consistency because of the gospel. That's what I want to talk about for the next 10 minutes. I want you to open your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 starts it off. It's the gospel in a nutshell. Verses 3 and 4. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received... That Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures. He said He was going to do it. He came. He did it. It was written before it happened. It did happen. It's like the clearest evidence of anything in all of eternity. I don't know why people miss it, but Satan is always blinding us. We've read that in our passage. Verse 4. That he was buried, that he raised was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to many people. Okay, so that's just going to start it off. Now I want you to flip two pages to the right to 2 Corinthians 1. I'm going get, to get after it there. So when I'm thinking about the gospel, I feel like everybody could just use some good news. Right? I know when I'm sick, when I don't feel it, um, and I don't know how you enter today, I don't know if you're like, "Woo, yes, I get to go to church, or if you're like, oh, I sinned this week, it's so hard, why am I here, you know, however you enter, right, I want you to leave encouraged, I want you to leave strengthened, I want you to leave ready to kick the devil in the teeth, not in our own flesh or strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit, right, So with that in mind, I want to give you some good news, okay? So here's the first piece of good news, okay? The first piece of good news is God loves me. You're like, well, yeah, that's great. God loves you, Steve. No, God loves you too. So why don't you just say, I just think it's therapeutic and it's powerful. Words matter, right? When you say something with conviction, it is true. You are speaking it into existence, okay? So I want you to say it however you want to say it, God loves me. Go ahead. God loves you so much. He is crazy about you. You'll never know. Well, maybe when you see him face to face, then you'll get a glimpse. But for this side of the seeing Jesus face to face, I'm not sure we can get it. I mean, he tells us, God so loved the world, you put your name in there, blah, blah, blah. It's like, God loves you. God loves me. So, where I found this in our reading this week, well, I'm on two weeks, right? <laughs> Sorry. Um, is 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 3 and 4. Look at this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, The Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our affliction. We've all felt the suffering, the affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. You know what? I need mercy. You need mercy. God says, that's great, I'm the God of mercy. I'm giving it to you, okay? I need comfort. You need comfort. That's great. God says, I'm the God who comforts you in your affliction. I'm laying there. Wasn't the word groan in our uh, reading? Yeah, it was, yeah. I wrote COVID beside that. It's like, when you're there and you're groaning and you're like, oh, why does this feel so bad, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you just have to remember who's there to comfort you. you talked about miscarriage we have to remember that god isn't the one that's causing our pain and suffering that's that's for me covid isn't from god it's not a judgment on this nation covid is a disease that was made by men now god if he had something to do with it god created us with some awesome intelligence right? But sin has contorted us and twisted us up, and we're not even sure if God loves us anymore when God's given us everything. So, just to keep it straight, first thing, good news, God loves me, and that makes me want to live for him, okay? Second thing, second thing, okay? Jesus died to pay for my sin. Okay? So, flip over to uh, chapter 5. Chapter 5. If you look at verse 14. 2 Corinthians 5, 14. Some of the best scripture here. Um, For the love of Christ. Christ is God. I mean, like three and one so the love of God we could say controls us you know how much God loves you that'll control you because we have concluded this that one has died for all therefore all have died and he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves that's it isn't it see when I'm living for myself I'm twisted up but when I'm like God what do you want me to do today what is there for me to do that will help your mission today? When I start to think that way, when I'm not praying, give me, give me, give me, God, but I'm praying, God, what, do, what did you give me that I can use for you, then that changes everything. But for him who, for their sake, died and was raised, we live for Jesus. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. So this is really important. I don't regard you according to the flesh. I don't regard you the way you look. Your gray hair, yeah, that. I don't regard you according to that. I mean, you're as young as you, your spirit is. And uh, that, that's living an eternal life. And so I think it's going to be a long time. So we don't regard one another according to the flesh. I don't look at you and go, yeah, you stink. Yeah, you're bad. No. So Paul, writing this, he, he thought Jesus was a man, right? He stoned Stephen. Even though we once regarded Jesus according to the flesh, we thought he was just a man, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Jesus Christ, he is a new creation, The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I could keep reading. It's about reconciliation. Skip down to verse 21. He says, for our sakes. Do you know why Jesus came? For our sakes. It wasn't like he just thought, well, it'd be fun to hang out. He did it for us. (coughs) Excuse me. For our sakes, he, God, made him, Jesus, To be sin who knew no sin. So that in him, Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. When God looks at you, when God looks at me, this is good news. He sees righteousness. Not self-righteousness, not self-sufficiency, not selfishness. He sees righteousness. The righteousness of Jesus Christ. When he sees me, he sees Jesus. That's good news so you can walk out of here with your head high, right? I think sometimes we can get into the shame game, right? Where we're just like, but I sinned this week, and that was horrible, and I don't I want to do that. I knew it was wrong, and I still did it on purpose. That's what sin is. So, but if salvation isn't free, then what are we going for? You're free. You're forgiven. Repent, turn, decide to go with God again. And I feel like that's an everyday thing for me. This isn't just like a one-time deal and then it's great. Like, it's an everyday deal. All right. Last thing. Flip back one page to the left, chapter 3, and finish with this. Jesus died for my sin, and this is the last one. Holy Spirit helps me become like Jesus. So I don't know about you guys. I don't know what they teach you at Minnesota Dalton Teen Challenge. I've been teaching a lot on the Holy Spirit, and the reason is because Jesus went to heaven, and he left us a babysitter. He left us the Holy Spirit. It's like the best babysitter ever since Jesus is God, and God is the Holy Spirit. It's like having Jesus here. Only he's not walking and talking with us, right? He's communicating to us in our spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, you know what he does? He helps me become like Jesus. He helps me put off the things when I empty myself of all the nasty of this world. And I say, God, what do you want to fill me up with now that I'm empty? He starts to fill me up with the things like Jesus. Look at it right here from verse 14. Verse 16. How about that? Chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. But when one turns to the Lord, have you done that? Have you turned to the Lord? You're like, which Lord? The Lord. The veil is removed. You know, sometimes somebody in here is still blind. I'm not just I'm not lying. Somebody in here is still like, I don't get it. It's just a big book of rules. And God just wants me to do whatever he wants me to do. There's no love in that. That's the Old Testament. That's law. The law is a killer. It will kill your hopes. It will kill your dreams. It will kill your relationship with God. But God, Jesus, came to free you From the law right and to give you freedom because of the grace to live for god to live with god to live with god god's not interested in your do's and don'ts god's interested in you he wants you so when the veil is removed now the lord oh he'll tell you is the spirit Oh, hmm, I thought it was Jesus. It's three in one, people. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, and I want that for everyone here. If you're struggling with that, you can ask God to lift the veil. Ask the Lord, who is the Spirit, to lift the veil. We all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, into God's image, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. I came here today to say, God wants to comfort you. He loves you. I came here to say, Jesus, you know what? He wants to make you into a new creation. Creation is ex nihil, out of nothing. It's like you don't have to bring any ingredients to the table. He wants to make you a new creation. And it is. You want that? Ask Jesus. Thanks for paying for my sin. I accept it. Make me new. Okay, I will. And then I came here to say the Holy Spirit is full-time, working on you to change you into the image of God, from one degree of glory to another. He is here, and He is working. If you'll let Him, He will change your life, radically change over time, or in, in a second, either way, and He'll continue to change your life. Now, that's good news, and that's what I needed to hear. right? Because I was groaning and moaning. It's like, I just need to hear some good news. So I changed the message up a little bit. It's not about giving, although we do want to give to Minnesota Teen Challenge. So I pray that you will all give as generously as I know you've already given to me so much with pastor appreciation. We've asked for so much of you. And you know what? Don't give out of compulsion. Nobody's twisting your arm. Just if you have some extra this month, Give it to the Minnesota Dalton Teen Challenge. Give it to the church. We're going to make sure they get it, and it's going to be awesome. All right? You can just think about what you would give, but don't give it if you won't give it cheerfully. That's all. All right. I have one more slide. Slide's working. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Thanks for listening. I'm just going to read this other slide. Here it is. Even though we're jars of clay, this is all comes from our reading and I just, a little phrase, even though we're jars of clay, we're jars of clay. We're fragile. We break easy. You know what the cool thing about cracked pots is? The light can shine through. You can see the light. Even though we're jars of clay, we have courage to serve God. We are cheerfully giving all to God. And we find contentment in our weakness, making us strong in God. Alright? That pretty much sums up 2 Corinthians. And so I wrote that down and uh, i share it for you. Alright. Hey. Do you want to be saved? Okay, if you want to be saved, then ask Jesus to save you. Because God already loves you. Jesus already paid for everything. And, last thing, the Holy Spirit wants to change your life radically. And he, Jesus in heaven at the right hand, you know, of God interceding for you. But he also, not just doing that, but he sent the Holy Spirit to dwell with you right now so that you can actually be full of the Holy Spirit. So you can actually have the strength in your weakness to fight the challenges that we all face. COVID, addiction, whatever it is. All right? Okay, let me pray. Father God, thank you so much. For your word, it is clear, it's good news, it's the gospel, and we love you back. Thanks for loving us. We want so badly for everyone to realize what they already have in Jesus Christ. What comes so freely through the Holy Spirit. And I pray that if there's anyone here, Lord, That just needs that encouragement. That today would be the day where they accept your love, they accept your blood payment for their sin, and they accept the Holy Spirit to continually change their life forever. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So I should call you to decision somehow, but I want to keep going. So here it is. We got three minutes. How about next time we do like a uh, a elongated time of sharing. You guys good with that? Okay, so next week, church, you should come. I wish you guys could experience this. Duh. Okay, I'm going to read the verse so that you're ready for next week since nobody read it two weeks ago. You guys hijacked the service on me. I'm standing up here. You should have been here. This is the most awkward moment. I'm like, somebody read uh, 1 Corinthians 14.26. And everybody's like... (laughs) They did some pastor appreciation thing. I felt really spoiled. Thank you, guys. All right, so here it is. 1 Corinthians 14.26. We're finally going to get done three weeks later. What then, brothers, when you come together, each one has a hymn. I want you to bring a hymn next week, if God gives you one. A lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation, let all things be done for building up. All right? That is what we are doing, church. It's called participation. It's not just me up here preaching. It's not just Larissa will be leading worship next week. It's not just. Look who's up front, show. It's all of us listening to the Holy Spirit and then. Testing it, having the confidence to say, I think God's telling our church this. And then we all obey it, right? So that's what we're going for. All right, let me pray. We'll end our service there. And uh, next time, I want you to say something. Ah, Lord. So much. We just want to stay all day. But for sake of time and... um, because we love you and want to be on time, we, we end it here. We end it encouraged, full, ready to go out, Lord, and tell others that you love us. And not just us. You love everyone. And you've given us so many good gifts, the Holy Spirit being the best. Help us, Lord, to listen and to obey, to follow you, and to share what you're speaking. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You are loved.